Hello, this is the Bible in fewer words. We are Carol and Steve Wells. This is episode 45, Leviticus chapters 8 through 10. Hi, Steve. Hi, Carol. What's going on today? It's going to be something new and different. Huh? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Are we done with sacrifices? Well, no. Huh. There'll, be, <laughs> there'll be some sacrificing going on. Okay. But at least it won't just be one sacrifice after another. Um, it'll, it'll, there'll be some other, some other things happening. Okay. This is chapter 8. God said to Moses, Take Aaron and his sons, along with the garments, anointing oil, a bullock for sin offering, two rams, and a basket of unleavened bread, to the door of the tabernacle. Have all the people meet you there. Yeah, that's not going to happen, right? <laughs> all the people. Yeah, because there was, well, there were 600,000 grown men. Mm -hmm. So there's probably several million people. With their families and kids. Yeah, so there's no way that all that many people could all meet at the door of the tabernacle and see what's going on here. But that's, that's what happened. That's what God's asking for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moses girded Aaron and his sons with the curious girdle of the ephod and the urim and thummim, as God commanded. Curious girdle. Just those two words together make me want to laugh a little bit. I know. It's, it is a funny thing. It's never really explained very well. We tried to do it in our little costumes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, girdle is to hold your belly in, kind of. <laughs> no, it's more like a decoration. It's like an apron with decoration. I think so. Yeah. Okay. And it just has a curious name. And the Urim and Thummim definitely have a curious name. And we will see them throughout the Old Testament. And it was one of the things that Joseph Smith really liked. Was oh, his, did he? Yeah, Urim and Thummim. It's always a puzzling thing, just like the curious girdle. Just exactly what is it? You know, sometimes I think we need a little a dictionary to explain the terms of the Bible. Yeah. Maybe you should work on that. All right, I'll get to it tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we are at verse 23. He killed a ram, took some of its blood, and wiped it on the tip of Aaron and his son's right ears, thumbs, and big toes, sprinkling the rest round about the altar. Yeah, we've heard that one before, right? Yes, we have. There's something about the right ear, thumb, and big toe that God really likes to do when he's... I don't know if they're, the priests are being, because they've already been ordained, right? Yes, they have. I, that, that was when they used that in the ceremony. Yeah. You I know, guess. there's a children's song that's something like head, feet, hands, and toes or something to make kids kind of exercise a little bit. Oh, yeah? You never learned that when you were a kid? <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I think so. It sounds familiar, <laughs> vaguely. <laughs> Um, maybe maybe that was part of the process. Yeah, they probably didn't use blood though, and, and oh. put it on their ears and their <laughs> no. ears and noses and big toes and stuff. Yeah, I guess there's no noses here, is there? No, no. He then took the fat, rump, intestines, liver, oiled bread, unleavened cake, wafer, and right shoulder, and put it in Aaron's and his son's hands to wave for. A wave offering before the Lord. Yeah, now that would take some coordination, right? All that yes. stuff, waving it. But maybe with the five of them? Yes. Aaron and his four sons? Maybe they could manage it. Yeah. Here, you take this. No, I'll take that. Yeah, I, I'm going to look for a picture of that, and I'll put it on the, on the page if I can find it. Okay. 
Then he mixed the blood on the altar with the anointing oil and sprinkled it on Aaron and his garments and upon his sons and their garments. So we're just kind of doing this little ritual. Yeah, and it's always ritual with... God. Blood. Oh, ritual with blood. Yeah, <laughs> yes. God, blood. Kind of the same. Yeah, uh-huh, it is. Moses told Aaron and his sons to boil the flesh and eat it with bread and then burn any leftovers. Yeah, can't have something for tomorrow. Yeah, no leftovers allowed. Chapter 9. Moses told Aaron to speak to the people, saying, Take a young goat for a sin offering, an unblemished first-year calf and lamb for a burnt offering, a bullock and ram for peace offerings, and a meat offering mingled with oil. Jeepers, that's a lot of food. Yeah. Today, the glory of the Lord will appear to you. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing, right? Because remember Moses wanted to see the glory of the Lord, and, and God said, no, you can't see my glory, but I'll show you my backsides. He's not going to do that again, is he? No, he's going to show them this glory. Whatever that is, they're going to see it, I think. In front of all those people? Yeah. Hmm. Aaron went to the altar and killed the calf for his sin offering. Aaron's sons brought the calf's blood to Aaron, who dipped his finger in the blood, smeared it on the horns of the altar, and poured the rest at the bottom of the altar. Aaron waved the breasts and right shoulder for a wave offering in front of God, as Moses commanded. Well, I thought we weren't going to do any more of these. You mean in this episode? Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, there is some of that. But there's going to be something different coming up. Okay. In fact, right here, we're going to get something different, right? The glory of the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, um, verse 23. The glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Everyone saw the glory of the Lord. That's not possible. Well, I mean, glory of the Lord is probably pretty big. Okay. (laughs) But so, there are hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, but, but in this case, they're going to be looking up in the sky maybe and seeing the glory of the oh, Lord. Oh, maybe. It would be hard to see what's going on in the uh, in sanctuary, the, right? Yeah. But God could probably show him his glory if he wanted to. From up on high. Yeah. And then a fire came from God and burned the fat and burnt offerings. And all the people shouted and fell on their faces. Fell on their faces. Yeah. I love it when they do that. Yeah. Um, but what is a fire came from God? What What is that? Well, it must have been just been a spontaneous fire. You know, nobody lit it with a match or... A lighter. Lighter, lighting, lighter fluid or anything. So ordinarily when they would do their burnt offerings, I suppose, it was quite a deal to get this bloody animal, you know, uh, hot enough to, to get it yes. to go on fire, right? Um, so they had to get a, have kindling and they probably had to use flints and all of that. Here, God just spontaneously made made it all go on on fire. That's, that sounds pretty amazing. Yeah. That's an exciting thing in this chapter. Yes. And then next chapter, chapter 10, is definitely different. It's not just a sacrifice. Okay. Well, I don't know what it is. Chapter 10, verse 1. Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, offered strange fire in front of God which he commanded them not to do. Did he command them not to do that? It doesn't say so in the Bible. So so far as I know, this is the first mention of the word strange fire in the Bible. Oh. 
But maybe he told him, but it's not recorded in the Bible. What is it? Well, no one knows. All right, well, let's... I mean, I don't know. That's We let's... only have the phrase, strange fire. Okay. So could it be, I mean, God just spontaneously combusted something. That was and... a strange fire, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe they, were, they thought that was pretty cool. Maybe they tried to do that. Yes. Maybe they succeeded somehow, magically maybe. creating a spontaneous fire. Or maybe they used the wrong kind of firewood, or they burned the wrong kind of animal, or they said the wrong words when they were doing the fire. Abracadabra. The wrong, it might have been the wrong time of day. There are many ways that a fire could be strange mm -hmm. to God. Mm -hmm. Whatever it was, God told him not to, apparently, although it doesn't say so in the Bible. I mean, anywhere else. So, verse 2 says, God burned them to death. Right then and there. Right then and there. In front of their dad and brothers. Yeah, the next verse says, Aaron watched in silence as they burned. Oh, my God. I guess there's no sacrifice they can do to be forgiven of that. I don't know. You'd think they could have had a meeting, you yeah. know, or they could have kind of discussed this. And, oh, I told you not to do strange fire. And Children. And you, yeah, and you did it. So from now on, I'd like you to kind of promise me you won't do that again. And you could explain why it's a bad idea to do strange fire if it is. Anyway, he none of that happened. <laughs> yes. He just burned him to death. He must have been really threatened by that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that was it. So then, verse 6, verse six, Moses said to Aaron and his two remaining sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, Don't mourn the death of Nadab and Abihu, or God will kill you, along with everyone else. Like, that's not bad enough that he just burnt two brothers in front of yeah, his Yeah, if somebody family. were sad, you know, yeah. and expressed their sorrow, yeah. like, in a, like, a, like in a funeral or something like that, then it would really make God angry. He would kill them. And everyone else, all the other Israelites. All right, well. So, so they did what Moses said and didn't mourn the death of Nadab and Abihu. Which is just bizarre because God, you'd think, could read all their thoughts and their emotions. And well, you think he'd want them to be sad, right? Yeah. I mean, any father would be sad when his son saw his son burned to death. Yes. Okay, we need to move on, or I can't yes. take that anymore. Uh -huh. Okay, something different. Verse 8, God said to Aaron, You and your sons must not drink wine or strong alcoholic beverages when you go into the tabernacle, or you will die. This is a statute forever. I don't get that whole statute thing, but... I'm going to trust God when he says I'm going to kill you, unless somebody convinces him not to kill it's me. It's a rule, and it'll be a rule forever. Okay. So it still applies to Catholic priests with their wine in the... Um, when they drink wine <laughs> in they, the tabernacle. Right. And everybody else. <laughs> that, I mean, the body and blood Bread. of Christ. Yes. Right? <laughs> okay. Well, how do we leave this on an uplifting note? We're going to be discussing something entirely new. Remember how we've talked about clean and unclean animals? Oh, yes. We're going to find out what is clean, and what is unclean. Some animals are an abomination to God, and some animals he really likes. So this is God's rules. God's what is rules. Clean and unclean. Yes, it's it's God's complete taxonomy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two kingdoms, the clean and the unclean. <laughs> All right, so we're learning that next episode. Yep. Perfect. Thanks, Steve. Okay. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.